Imagine you had a superpower, and that power was the ability to transform what someone thought about something. Now, I admit it's not as sexy as the ability to fly or become invisible, but unlike those superpowers, this one might actually be real. In today's episode, I spoke with one of my longtime friends, Damon Versaggi, who has taken his ability to transform people's preconceived notions, and he's brought it to his passion for food and food education. You'll hear about how he started out in television production after college and how eventually losing creativity at work led him to his true passion in what he says is the art of cooking. He turned dinner parties with friends into Scrappy Meals, a creative food agency that is changing the culture of food and food education. And if you're out there thinking, but I have no interest in cooking, well, to be completely honest, neither do I. But luckily, this is not just a story about cooking, in the same way that any story about Damon Versace could never be just one thing. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. Some people say you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and to surround yourself with people who are better than you. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. My name is Matt Connolly, and this is Better Than Me, a podcast where I get the chance to talk to artists, creators, entrepreneurs, and the people who inspire me about how they got to where they are today and what inspires them. I'm cheating a little with this podcast by being able to talk to someone that I know. Damon and I went to college together, and not only that, but we had almost every single class together. I say this not to prove anything, except to say that whatever I thought of Damon at any point during our friendship, he was able to unintentionally, or possibly very intentionally, change any preconceived notions I had of him. I almost didn't even recognize it until we spoke for this podcast, how he has this ability to take whatever label you might apply to him and turn it on its head. One of the driving factors in Damon's creativity is his determination to transform. That transformation comes in so many different forms, going all the way back to my preconceived notions on what I thought an Italian dude from the heart of Brooklyn was doing in the 3D animation program at art school. I never thought I'd go to art school. I didn't think I'd get into art school. So I was thinking about going to culinary school because I was thinking like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. You really did like food that much before even? Oh, yeah. I've always loved food. Food was always it's my first. I just never thought wanted to be a chef. Right. So then you feel like culinary school doesn't make sense because that's just a chef path. That's what I thought. I was like, well, if I go to culinary school, that means I'm going to wear the the big giant white hat. And like I was like, that's just not me. And I don't want to. Yeah, I wasn't really into that. <laughs> I don't I, look good in hats. I just don't like big, big hats like that. <laughs> but um, but so, yeah, so I just never I just never even really, to be honest, can sit thought about it. I just never thought it was even a possibility. So, and also too, like, you know, when I applied to go into art school, I had, I wouldn't say pressure from my parents, but my parents were like, we both wanted to be artists. You're our last hope. Oh, really? That's so interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And I remember my, my mom was like, I got a, it's a portfolio day review for SVA. I think you should look into it. I think we should, we should go to it. And I was like, this thing is next week. (laughs) <laughs> and I don't even know what a portfolio I don't is. Have a portfolio. I don't have a portfolio. I don't know what it is. And my, and so my mother, and my father would like just sit down like every day. I'd come home from school, sit down at the dinner table and after dinner and like work on an art piece. I'd sometimes be up until like two, three in the morning, and that was my portfolio for. I did that for like a month. Damon's hard work paid off, and he got into School of Visual Arts. And even though he was in the 3D department, he was still trying to figure out where his real passions were. But there was a few things that stuck with him more than others. Well, the stuff I really look back and like took from SVA, like the studying of animation 
and like the mm. studying of Chuck Jones. And I remember studying like Looney Tunes and like having like, like the a history class. behind it. Yeah. And having a class. I'm like, damn, I'm watching Bugs Bunny cartoons for school. Like, that was really, <laughs> I remember, like I remember studying this. I'm like, and, and it's like the storytelling, but also just like the character development and really how to like, how these characters, like what makes, makes these characters who they are and, and all that stuff. Looking back, it makes sense that the character development aspect of animation and cartoons was something that Damon identified with. After college, he thought about developing a children's book with his thesis character, but just didn't feel ready. But the idea of a children's book that Damon wanted to make did find its way back to him many, many years later. But right after graduating, he was ready to use his 3D skills and started at a place called VizRT, a software company that works in real-time graphics. But what he did there was not originally what he thought. I applied for the wrong job. Like I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know it was like a job in television because I went to their website and they, they did a bunch of uh, the reenact, like the disaster models. So, like if a plane crashed, like you saw the website, like, oh, I guess they just model. Like this is what would happen if. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess I could do that for a couple, for a little bit just to get a paycheck. And then little that I know is like, no, it's, it was like, I was in the creative department for the company. What I had to do was learn the software train people demos tech support they they my first year i flew 120,000 miles holy cow oh, so it was me, traveling around and going to these places yeah i did a bunch of nba basketball games on espn like it was it was actually like probably one of the greatest things that ever happened because i literally got thrown into it from like right off the bat so so when I worked in television, worked for Viz, which is a real-time 3D gaming engine, basically, the ability to have like real-time rendering, it changed how I create. Like it was very intriguing to me. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The mm -hmm. idea that I never thought about that. Cause like yeah. I, now there's like a resurgence in like Unreal and real time yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so, but yeah, you're kind of at the beginning of that. Well, the funny thing is like most people, whenever I would tell them what I did, Oh, you do that's the banners and the in the, the, the I'm like, yeah, that's part of it, but it's like to be honest, it's really it's like plugging in a a video game system and putting it live on there. You could bring in uh import 3D models, you could bring in all this geometry, you're baking textures, like these virtual studios and these virtual sets. It's it's all video game basically. So so that being exposed to that like right out of college was great. I I enjoyed working in at Viz, like I really. And you were there for a while. I was there for about four years. And then I left Viz and went to Sportsnet New York, which is uh, the Mets channel, SNY. It, it was great because it was like so many different types of projects. And I loved being in that real time world. It reminded me of being like, it had like the same feeling of, of being in a kitchen almost and vice versa. Like being in the kitchen feels like live television to me. A few years later, Damon changed jobs once again, this time working for Tribune Media. But as you'll hear, it wasn't as creative as his previous jobs, and out of this began the seed for his passion project to form. Damon launched Scrappy Meals, which was started with the idea that food waste can be resolved with simplicity and creativity. Damon seems to always have had the ability to maintain an open mind when it comes to his career path, as well as the things he loves in life. Although cooking and food was always a passion of his, he never chased it down as a career. He instead admits that all of the best things in his life have come to him more organically, and Scrappy Meals was no different. I started Scrappy Meals in like 2016, January of 2016. Like, but the thing was, I really started doing it a few years earlier. 
I wasn't identifying it as scrappy meals, right? So I was like starting to cook at work and my job, my at the time I was working for Tribune Media. I was in their creative department, but I was basically like a glorified IT guy. Right. But it paid well. I was at a point where most of the jobs that I was that were better for me in terms of finance, everything were, were less creative, right? right? Which actually led to me cooking, you know? Like so because I, you were looking for that because you were missing it, like the artistic side? Yeah, I was missing something. And I knew that. And I even, I remember being, uh, it was probably right around my father passed away. And I, and I went to, I took my mom out for like Mother's Day brunch or something like that. And she, she said to me, she's like, she's like, Dane, when are you going to meet somebody? <laughs> and the first thing that came to my mind was food. And I told my mother, I was like, Sorry. yeah, I was like, no, you know what, mom, I, I hope to one day, maybe I'll get married. I don't know. <laughs> the food. But, yeah. But I really, I told her, I was like, I really want to do something with food in my life. Like, that's what I want to, that's what I'm in love with is food. And my mother was just like, okay, whatever. She didn't really understand what I was. <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't get it. But that really got from that moment. I kept thinking to myself, like, how do I, not how do I leave television or working in TV and transition to food? But like, how do I identify what it is? This thing that I, I wasn't working in a in a restaurant that I wanted to do. I didn't want to be a chef, right? I want to, so for me, all the things, all the careers that I that I've normally associated with food i didn't want any of those so i was trying to think like well what could it be i guess you were from work you're already in the mindset of let me get out of what i'm doing i'm missing like i'm missing something for my life it's not it's not a love life it's this creative fashion. i felt i felt like in my career i was developing mold you know i felt like very i was be, becoming very stagnant and it's like not the you know the projects the work wasn't really motivating me and and I knew that I accepted the job kind of understanding that it was going to be less of a, a creative position than it. when you were actually to the point of like okay I want to work in food I don't want to be a chef because there's not many paths I guess right from telling my mom like that I knew that food was important to me it probably was a couple of years before I really started doing scrappy meals because again like I stumbled upon cooking as a you know almost as an accident. I, I was I was moving apartments. I carried all my my kitchen stuff to my office one day, and I just left stuff there. And then I always open up the fridge at work, and people would be leaving food in it. And I was like, "Is anyone gonna have this food? Like, what is?" I go through, and people are like, "Oh no, you could have it." And then I started just cooking at work. I took a, I took my griddle, took my rice cooker, and I would make whatever was in the people would bring for lunch. And like, they say, "Oh, you can make something with this." People would literally bring food in and I'd make it at work. So I was like, we do like a once a week meeting and I'd make a little something. So that's really how I started. What did you enjoy most about doing that? Was it the like creativeness of how to figure out what to do with these leftovers? Or yes. was it more like the fact that yes. you're like basically creating something out of something that someone was going to throw away? Yeah, that that's always that's always been something like I, I that's how I cooked. You know, I've always yeah. just looked at what's in the fridge. I'm like, all right, I can make something. And that spontaneous way of cooking always appealed to me, but also I just I just love the fact that well a my my office is right by the kitchen, <laughs> right? So it was very easy for me to like. And again, I was I wasn't doing a very creative, fulfilling job. Yeah, yeah. But I found like creativity in like making these dishes for people. You know, I was making deviled eggs in the rice cooker, 
You know, like, <laughs> like I was doing stuff that was like, you know, a little off kilter and it was a lot of fun. With his passion for cooking and creativity reignited, Damon began to host dinner parties while also attending a lot more potlucks, where he noticed people bringing a lot more food than was needed. I just felt like, you know what, why don't we do like dinner parties where just bring whatever's in your fridge. And I started, and then I was making stuff with whatever people were bringing. And that was happening at the same time I was working, you know, still working at Tribune and doing TV stuff. But then I started like, cooking a little bit at work and, and it's it kind of started overlapping and I was cooking more and more. So at first Scrappy Meals really started with like doing dinner parties and and while working at like still having my job at TV. Like it was initially more like the leftovers thing of like yeah. take your leftovers, let's turn it into something. Yeah, take take your leftovers like, there's not enough, waste food. Yeah. We have we have enough food in the fridge. We don't need to be buying food specifically for you know, I feel like a lot of people they do a potluck they're buying a lot of stuff that they don't necessarily need just for one dish, for example. So I tried to really just kind of curtail that with within my friends, you know, and and it was it's a lot it was a lot of fun. I did a lot of those dinners, and uh, I was working on a on a on a gig for one of my former clients, like for WPIX, which is Channel Eleven. And they were asking me, they're like, "Are you still doing that, that like Scrappy Meals thing?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, all right, let's put you, we'll put you on a morning segment. Okay, so I'm talking to you moms right now because getting kids to eat their vegetables can be really tricky. But given the right recipe, you can really turn those finicky eaters into nutritious nibblers. So joining us this morning, Damon Versace. He's the man behind Scrappy Meals. Mm -hmm. So what is Scrappy Meals? And I think this is more for just adults as well because I'm a picky eater. Scrappy Meals is a, a creative food agency focused on getting people to look at food in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people would start in their own fridge with leftovers. So it's to get people, kids especially, excited about food. So the mission behind it was to get kids to want to look at leftovers and say, okay, I can eat that. I want to eat that, mom, dad. Well, just to get kids excited about food in general. Right. You know? And also to a lot of kids, they're scared of food at an early age, just showing them Hey, it can be fun and exciting, like over there in front of you is green eggs and ham. Right. So taking like kale stems and, and putting that with a little cream and then you could dye the eggs. Oh. But the, the coolest part about it was the fact that like someone in the city council saw it and then they got a hold of the producer and they were like, you know, they invited me to, to testify for a food waste bill. Oh, wow. <laughs> which was like something that I kind of wasn't expecting. Like, you know, I was doing scrappy meals at this point for a year maybe. And I was just really doing it as dinner parties for fun. I wasn't really thinking about anything more than that. And it was just a, ho a hobby at that point. It was a hobby and I wasn't even thinking of it as a business. Yeah. And then, but then once I kind of got this invitation, I took it really seriously because I had a friend say to me, you can't go to city hall and not know what these people are talking about. Right. And I was like, you're right. And I studied the food laws. I got my food and health certification. And, you know, and it gave me an opportunity to go to City Hall and like really listen to what these people had to say. And I felt like I had some information that they didn't really think about. I even said that, you know, in order to get rid of food waste, you have to get rid of the phrase altogether. Because food is not, it's not waste. It's neglected. But food is not like there's the, the, the two words don't even it, like saying food waste is assuming that it's like already garbage. Or something. Yes, it's a lazy way to categorize it and talk about it. 
Once Damon put Scrappy Meals out into the world, things started to fall into place for where he wanted to take it. He seemed to be bringing a fresh take on the conversation about food waste. Even I can admit that that term, conversation about food waste, sounds pretty boring. Not only is it a big issue that can be hard to tackle, but it's definitely not everyone's passion. It's the exact reason I think it takes someone like Damon to tackle it. He began working on a children's book and during that time got reached out to by a friend who worked with a company affiliated with the United Nations. So she was just saying, she was like, are you still doing scrapping meals? Are you doing events? And I said, yeah, but I'm also publishing a children's book. She was like, oh, that's great. We're doing some for during climate week. They were doing like an event and one of the th- they asked me to do was talk about the kids book and if I'd cook for about 50 to 60 people. So I was like, <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, why not? Right. So then I cooked for like that whole week. I cooked for probably over like close to 100 people. Jeez. You know, and doing all these events and doing these dinner parties, and that's my culinary education. You know, I almost had to like make up for not going to culinary school. And, you know, it's a lot of fun too for me. So sort of throwing yourself right into the fire. Yeah. Yeah. It's always how I I feel like is the best way to, you know, either either you're going to sink or swim. You know, you'll you'll know right away where you stand, basically. But no, that was a great event. That was a life changing event, the, the UN, because. You have like some idea of like what you're doing is like, oh, it's not possible to have some sort of impact, but really you you, you can, you really can have a, have an impact. Go into the UN and in such a small like part of it and to see like, wait a second, we're not talking about this problem. The same thing with food, we're just not talking about it right. With each step and every event, Damon was creating a message and brand around food education and food waste. He took the brand even further by creating Scraps Food Guide from A to Z a book aimed at kids that included some interesting facts to keep adults interested as well. It focused on helping develop a healthy relationship with what we eat at an early age. And with the creation of his children's book, he began to really transform the line between chef and artist. And as an artist by trade, he actually struggled and pushed back against being labeled as a chef. Once I got into that culinary world more so, I always, at first, my first entry into it, I was a fr- I was embarrassed that I wasn't wasn't culinary focused. Like, oh, I'm an artist. You know, I went to art school. I didn't go to culinary school. So I felt in a way like I wasn't confident in talking about food because of that. It's almost like you don't want to be shunned by like the actual chefs. Yes. I almost felt like in a way like I, I would lose. I had no credibility in that sense. Of course. But the, yeah. But the more, which is which led me to really make sure that I made a point to be like, when people said like, oh, this is a chef, Damon, like, no, no, I'm an artist. Right, right, right. Because right? you had confidence in saying you were an artist. Yes. But not in saying that you were a chef. I had confidence in doing what I thought, which is like, I look at food as, a, as an art medium. Yeah. Like, Scrappy Mills is an art project for me. But people, people want to call it like all these other things, and they could, that's fine. It's that too. But at the end of the day, food is art. You know, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it any different than anything else. Same way, like music is art. There's, there's, there's all these different mediums and, and you could, some are on the line, but it's like, what I'm doing with, with scrappy meals and food is, is, is to connect it more to, to an art. So scraps food guide, the book really came about because I created scraps as like a little mascot. I'm, I basically made this little He's a little character, little raccoon chef, curioso, food curious scavenger, so to speak, that what I wanted to do is like whenever I was doing an event, I had like a little 3D printed toy of him. 
So like that's like the I'll bring it to events and stuff like that. And then I, I was like, oh, this could be the everyone's like, oh, it's the mascot. What made you even think to do that in the first place? Like, were you initially thinking about like branding of what you were doing, or what made you think like not at all a mascot? My brother-in-law tagged me in a Geico commercial with the raccoon uh, making food from oh, the garbage, funny. and he's like, "That's you." And then I was like sitting, I was like, "You know what? This is like an awesome. That'd be like a cool character, especially because at the time, like you know, probably like two years after doing Scrappy Meals." starting it i realized like kids is where i need to focus my a lot of what i'm trying to do yeah Just because you it's hard to get an adult to change the way they eat it's a lot easier to to encourage uh, a child to have a positive mindset with food yeah. you know in my in my opinion yeah for sure so i was developing like this it brought me full circle back to being in, in school again almost and like the time out of school where i was like wait a second i'm able to like create these characters and and maybe i'm i'm finally able to make this kids book that i thought about making 15 years ago and i just never felt like i was ready to do it yeah and then i just was like i had friends i had uh family just like just make it just do it it's it's like in the past like the substance was never there like you had the drive to want to make a book but like you didn't really have the concept of why i wasn't ready to be honest i, I wasn't a i didn't want to do it back then yeah yeah and then b now i just looked at it as like you know what I'm, i was just curious i was like what yeah. how how difficult can this be <laughs> it was a lot harder than i realized uh publishing is just a, a really interesting interesting world but i was just like you know what let me just do it and because again like scrappy meals is always about is about food of course that's like what brings you there but to be honest it's like i wanted to teach and educate through using this character as a mechanism for that the book was was like the starting point for all that for me can i ask you about this book yes okay what do you see on the cover of the book um raccoon yeah, and what is he wearing? Is he wearing a hat? A hat. What kind of a, hat? A cooker hat. A cooker hat? A chef's hat? Yeah, chef's hat. What else do you know? What do you see? I see the alphabet. Um. Ooh, and then for the letter A, what do we see? You eat it sometimes. A avocado. Let's see. I know what letter you like. What's that one? C. The letter C. Just like your name, right? And what do you see for the letter C? Um, I see a um carrot. I see a carrot. And what is he doing? The raccoon. The raccoon is he's cooking it. We take them for granted with when it comes to stuff like this, and we think like, oh, they're too young to 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 know any better. And in fact, kids actually are more especially when it comes to food, you know, they know more than, than they might lead on, you know, and they're more receptive. They're definitely receptive. So it's like, again, all I'm trying to do with this book, especially is to, it's an introduction to like a changing, like just a positive mindset around food. So much of what Damon's doing involves the idea of being connected, connected to each other, sharing experiences with people and using that experience to teach and learn. And for many people, this year was filled with big plans. But in no time, most of those plans had to completely change. Damon's path during this year echoes what a lot of people went through. For him, another block in the road led to another pivot and refocus on the things he found important with Scrappy Meals. 
it's so it's so interesting and, and weird because simultaneously one of the greatest things that happened was also one of the worst you know like like i was overseas like trying to do a bunch of events you know i, I had a, i had this trip planned for for a while you know was, i was going to go for a month to london do the london book fair try and do try and get almost like a book agent out there and then from there go to sweden and do a couple events a couple of scrappy mills events promoting the book at a very big restaurant in in stockholm because my friend is a uh, the sustainability director there yes they have a position called sustainability director <laughs> right yeah you know you don't hear that often you know a lot of what i want to do with scrappy meals is is emulate like a scandinavian culture when it comes to food you know the cooking is is very much a part of that culture and i think it's something that lacks in our society is 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 looking at the opportunities for cooking as a uh, beyond beyond the chore beyond this like a task that we we are forcing ourselves to do you know especially in, in today's day and age that we're so you know disconnected uh in person like using using cooking as as that family time and all this stuff just like i i was a day a day ahead of covid i even checked and called i was like are we still canceling these events in sweden <laughs> and they're like no things are good with us yeah it didn't even hit them yet so i was like okay i might as well just go and then i could go from london to sweden i know i might not be able to do these events but i have to like show these people how serious i am you know, right. you know, and this, this is also like I, you know, I remember talking to my mom about it because she was freaking out. And she was like, "Oh, she's like, damn, you gotta come back." <laughs> and I'm like, "Ma, like, this is my, you know, this is my dream. Like, I'm out here trying to see if, like, this is what I've been working years to come back and see if I could do scrappy meals out here, you know." And I'm like, yeah. "I have to go and see what this is all about." And you, you literally almost like had built up to. Like you were building yeah. up to this moment. <laughs> I was really like making, this was it. I was going to, you know, I was, I had, uh, I was going to be on the news out in Sweden for these events. You know, they were going to have the, they were have TV news crews and, and stuff filming it. But in that time of not being able to do that, I stumbled upon my friend. He said, Oh, my brother just got a job at cooking for a school. So he wants to meet you. He said, he, and I go down to this school I meet his bro- his his brother who's a chef for the school, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the kids love Scrappy Meals." I was like, "What? You telling me these kids know about Scrappy Meals?" He's like, "Yeah, I tell them." He's like, "We they have the 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 mag- he had like a magnet or something like that." He put, bought it online, or like from I don't know, it's something. This on the is store. in Sweden. Yeah, in Sweden, and he's like, "Yeah, the kids love Scrappy Meals," and and I'm like, "He's like, can you you think you could get us to get the kids excited about eating vegetables?" And I'm like, "You know what? I think I can." And I was like, that's in a sense, like that kind of, that gave me this, like, wait a second, this is what this is about. It's not yeah. about dinner parties. It's not about catered events. It's about, you know, I think I have a good chance of getting kids excited about eating vegetables. You know, I think I could, all right, let me try and solve this or let me try and put my efforts into this problem rather than something else. So, yeah, you know, so I kind of, you know, and, and I, on the flight back, believe me, I was flying back COVID. <laughs> You know, 10 people on the plane. I got into uh, Newark, like no one in the airport. It was like the end of, I think it was like my sister's birthday. It was like March 29th. 
And I, I was going to be like, okay, I'm going to be in, in, the, in my apartment for a couple of weeks. I better figure out, trying to figure out, you know, what I'm doing with this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was like kind of, you know, I needed that, you know, I kind of needed that time to like focus in on this. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah. That the way everything unfolded sort of forced you to kind of reevaluate like what you were doing. You know, it's kind of like 2020 is all about pivoting. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you gotta, you gotta react and you gotta pivot. And I was doing a lot of events focused stuff, a lot of pop-ups, um, a lot of different, you know, trying to cater to the masses in a sense. Yeah. And that stuff is a lot of work. It's almost not, wasn't worth it. And COVID gave me the ability to like re really step back and look and like, wait a second, this isn't about me doing events. It's not about, um, it's not even about really the culinary side yeah. to it. It's, it's me now being able to provide educational content and a different way of people accessing this information. More content driven than like I'm cooking for 20 people and that's the end of that. Yes, yes. It's more the focus is now more on on the content and you know, I'm doing Zoom classes for kids. I'm doing uh I did a creative plating class for like 120 kids. Like I did a whole presentation on like how the art of food and how we eat with our eyes. Like to these right. kids, right? So that's I, fun. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff is fun. And that stuff has been more fulfilling in a sense. During this time, the challenges have helped Damon to recognize the core path of Scrappy Meals and his ultimate mission. I can admit, for me, food education for kids sounds like a challenging goal. But as with everything, Damon is always transforming what those preconceived notions might be. As an artist, Damon is looking to bring his passions for food and art together with his skills in technology and production. So currently, I'm, I'm really trying to develop some sort of content and programming. And for me, you know, the, the children's book was the first step to that. You know, and again, there's a reason I started with like three and up and little kids is because I want to build like different tiers and different audiences as it gets as you as I'm getting older with. Yeah. Um, so so the next book is uh, the scraps in the back food wrap almanac which is a cool name. the uh, inspired by the cat in a hat, Dr. Seuss with the, with the rhyming and stuff like that. So a lot of what I'm trying to do is to write it with the inspiration of that, but with food and also trying to introduce some sort of augmented content that will get children and, and adults uh, a little excited. So, you know, for augmented me, the reality augmented reality augmented experiences something that's going to you know get people to learn about this stuff in a different way so a lot of i would say going forward my focus is content driven and experience driven and then hopefully when it's good to get back and do events and stuff like that on a bigger scale to hopefully have some sort of you know get back more into that but until the then, other day we were talking you described you know, um you started originally, I think, saying like a creative food agency. Yeah. You're trying to change the culture around food. Is that the term you would use? I'm trying like, I'm trying to give people a new perspective, you know, and, and, and like, you don't have to, I'm not trying to change people. 
I don't think that's possible. I think people change themselves. But if I could give someone that maybe normally wouldn't look at just their fridge, right? Look at your what's inside your fridge in a, in a different way than mission mission accomplished. You know, yeah. then I, I could then I could rest easy and know that okay, that's all I got to do. I could tell you when I started doing this and like dinner parties, I did not think I'd be cooking at the UN. I didn't think I'd be cooking in Sweden. <laughs> I didn't think I'd be doing this like at all. And it just like you know you but someone says something to somebody and you know someone sees something and then you know here you are so it's kind of like i'm very i think the biggest thing was i was so open to it and i and i was aware that you know what i love doing this that's all that matters it's funny like the greatest things in my life i've really never expected you know i never expected to go to art school and that was one of the greatest like i never expected to stumble upon doing scrappy meal stuff you know that's i think that's why it's key to like focus on doing stuff that you really you care about because that will always bring you to where you need to be damon's openness and willingness to learn and have his ideas be transformed is part of why he is so passionate about transforming others he has some big goals with scrappy meals and it continues to evolve as he evolves as an artist i have no doubt that the italian guy from brooklyn who i met in art school who transformed my mind about what it means to be an artist, will succeed in helping change the culture of food and food education for the 21st century. Damon admits he'd never changed the decisions he's made as they brought him to where he is today, but if he had to give his younger self some advice, it's something I think every artist and creative can benefit from. Remain optimistic. You know, don't be discouraged. Things are going to be difficult. You're going to get beat up with things. You're going to be down. You're going to be... But as long as you're, you believe in what you're doing, like you remain optimistic what you're doing, then that's all you could really want. It's like a lot of times when I was younger, I wasn't confident in myself or what I was doing. Then as I got older, I got confident in myself, but I didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it's like, so you got to remain focused and, and, and optimistic and just not just stay the course. Like, because the only way you're going to stop doing your dreams is if you choose to not to not do it keep up at it every day or if you just keep forward even if you, you take a break but if you just remain on the forward track then i think there's always then you definitely have a chance thanks so much for listening to the show you can subscribe for more episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find us on instagram at better than me show i'm your host for better than me matt Connolly. and thank you so much to my good friend damon Rasaji, who you can follow on instagram at scrappy meals All the music used in the show can be found in the show links, and I hope to see you next time.